Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back, Dan. And listeners and viewers. Yes. Bar Podcast, episode seven. Seven. We've made it. We've made it. I don't know what seven is significant for. No, me either. Mind you, there's... There's better than six. It was. It will be. It will be. It will be. It's more than six. It's more than six. That's the main thing. It's less than ten, though. Yeah. We're still reaching for double figures. We will get there. We'll get there. One week at a time, mate. Yeah. One week at a time. That's yeah. all we can do. <laughs> Chris, Norm, Norm McDonald. Wow, one of my favourite comedians of all time. I know. Abs- I mean, I have been watching nothing but Norm McDonald videos. Mm. I know you've probably been doing your research and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, I've watched a few Norms. Um, I was never really big into him as a comedian, but I did understand why people liked him. Oh, yeah. And I've always, you know, he's in movies. and mm. So I've been watching a lot more of his... Um, stand up lately, and his I find his interviews on talk shows are really, really good. Oh, he there were some golden yeah, moments. So in those kind of things, things really amused me. And I just, yeah. yeah, it's sad that he's gone. If you like him or not, he's he was brilliant at what he, he was did. Brilliant at what he did. One of my favourites. Yeah. You know, so you know, R.I.P. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a way to start the show. But I I can't not acknowledge the great man himself. I'm not, and I see. Look, Chris has brought some new books with him this time. And a little we got, we got, Are We Having Fun Yet by Semi Hagar? And it's the Cooking and Partying Handbook. Now, yeah. what is Semi doing in this book? Because he owns a thing, doesn't he? A Cabo Wabo. He used to own the Cabo Wabo. Now he owns um, a rum company. Okay. This is the book that he, it's a cooking book. It's a cooking book. Yeah. A rock star well, cooking book. Well, that's This is the one that when I met him, he signed for me. All right. What do you say? Chris, keep on trucking. Oh, yeah, Marla. Oh, signed first edition, Sammy Hagar. Yeah. But um, no, we had a good little chat. Yeah. Um, he was in a band many years ago. He did a once-off called HSAS. Because okay. every band member in the band, they use their last initial, mm-hmm. H for Hagar and so forth. Um, and then he started Chickenfoot. Oh, right. This is post-Van Halen, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So he started Chickenfoot with Sammy Hagar, obviously, and then Joe Cicerone joined. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Smith from Chili Peppers played mm-hmm. drums and Michael Anthony. Yep. So when I went and saw him for this, I said to him, do you know that you're still discussing the title for your new band? I know Chickenfoot's on the, is an option, which it shouldn't be, but you could call yourself HSAS again, part two. And he's like, we have actually discussed that. Because so you- it just worked out to be the same yeah. different people. Yeah. But the same letters for the name. And he didn't actually look at you and go, yeah, right, mate. We've no. done that already. He hey, said we've already talked about that. Possibility. But they ended up going with Chickenfoot, which they shouldn't have. No. Chickenfoot's they should have just disbanded. <laughs> That's a topic <laughs> for another day, I think. Hey, um, what was his Montrose? Did you ever get in Montrose? No. I haven't. I, I Not because I didn't like him. It's because I, don't, I haven't really... Listen to them enough to go, okay, let's listen to them. I know how good he was from what I've read. Oh, they, they got that song Sammy was great in it. Bad Motor Scooter. Yeah, yeah. Get Sammy on your Bad Motor Scooter. Oh, it's a cool song. Yeah. Bad yeah. Motor Scooter is a cool song. And he had some cool solo stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I Can't Drive 55. Brilliant song. Yeah. It was and <laughs> the way that they played it on the Live Without a Net tour. That's right. They did it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was really, really good. Everything so, seems to have sent a band of Eddie Van Halen, doesn't it? Pardon? Everything seems to send it back to Eddie Van Halen, doesn't it, at some point? Yeah. Is he the centre of the universe? You are wearing a Van Halen shirt. I am. This is yeah. because of the topic today. The topic today? What mm. is the topic today? Mm, let me think. Mm. That's right. <laughs> Rolling Stone have recently published the 500 greatest songs of all time to a resounding... What the? What the? <laughs> it's definitely... Look, we're not going to go into all 500 songs. Controversial. It's a controversial thing. It's probably the only time I've ever read the top 500, not that I went through from 500 to 1, but the top 10, top 20. Top 20 is brought Made me go, what the hell is going on here? Yes. Well, look, obviously they're... It's not just the Rolling Stone editors. They get people from all sorts of musical backgrounds and everything like that to put in their votes. But, geez, lots of surprises... And more surprises than not. More surprises than not. And it made me ask, come up with the idea of, well, what's Chris and mine five favourite songs? You said three originally. I, said, I said three. Please three. have at least five. And then Chris said, can't we do albums in different genres? I went, oh, Chris, <laughs> just 
make it up. <laughs> but we can do three. That's fine. I know. I look. I know one of them for you is "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls, but we'll talk. It's about a good that. song. It, it really good, is. It actually was a good pop song. And I saw them live. Chris, you are full of surprises. Like this list. <laughs> I didn't see them live. I, I'm sure they were fun. I think it's fun. The operative word there. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I I didn't want to go to be honest. No, of course not. But because the I way could... it worked was. I was in Brisbane still, living here before I moved to London. Yeah. And I went to see Black Label Society. And, and, and they were on the same bill. <laughs> they opened. No, but I went and saw them, and the person I was going to go with cancelled at the last minute. So I had a free, a free ticket. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find someone to go at the last minute. So I asked my uh, Alexi, uh-huh. my partner, to come with me, and she goes, okay, fine, I'll go. Uh-huh. Not liking metal really at all, not liking, not even knowing who Black Label Society is, but she came along uh-huh. and said, you owe me. Oh, uh, that's that's not a good sign. Don't of... ever <laughs> agree to something <laughs> when you when your partner says you owe me for this. Because then in London, we, we lived in London, <laughs> the Spice Girls did their <laughs> reunion tour, and she wanted to go, and she said you're coming with me. And I'm like, to what? And she's like, the Spice Girls. I'm like, there's no chance. I'm and going to the Spice said, Girls. You and she goes, me. but you owe me for Black Label Society. I'm oh like, so I went. And I'm surprised, to be you know honest, what? at least she said, didn't say, she didn't say you, uh, at the end of Black Label Society, she didn't say, I'm going to get you for this. <laughs> yeah, that's she didn't do that. But to be honest with you, to, to say I've seen the Spice Girls in London, and to be honest, it was a really good show. It was so fun. I imagine it would have It been. was a fun show to watch. So, so they were all about fun. I think I was a, out of the two of us, I was a happier one because she still saw Black Label Society <laughs> and didn't really care. Where I saw Black Label Society and the Spice Girls, and I enjoyed it. Tell me, when you were sitting there, w- standing watching Black Label Society, did you at any time look over to see what how she? Yeah. Was, and what, what what was the? Re- well, she didn't know what to wear because she didn't have any metal shirts, and none of my shirts fit her. Uh-huh. So she wore a Playboy, pink Playboy, <laughs> um, a black top. That sounds fine. But she was the only one there wearing that, and everyone else was metal because. They're a different breed again, the Black Label Society fans. Mm-hmm. They are full on with the whole patches. It's oh, like they were, were they the real metal yeah, fans yeah. for Black Label Society? They were like the ones with all the, like, it's like bikey clothing. You yeah, the, well, that, the that's the patches. real yeah. metal guys, yeah. Yeah, so that's what they sell all their gear to be like. So, but she went along with me, so I was very happy for her to do so. I appreciated it. Um, and we stood near the back and I watched and she listened and that was the end of it. We went home and I wouldn't say she hated it, but we haven't <laughs> spoken since. <laughs> it's been 11 years. <laughs> I love that. You owe me. My, I've never had that reaction taking someone to a show. Yeah. You owe me. Oh and my. never did I think it would be a Spice Girls concert. No. Not back, but it was all right. <laughs> and then a lot of people who wanted to go see Spice Girls, they couldn't because they, came, they were meant to tour Australia, the same tour, and they cancelled. Did they really? Yeah. So people from Australia couldn't see it, but I went and saw it. So oh, I felt well, there's bad a badge of honour for you, Chris. Put that on your metal Black Label Society denim, yeah, yeah. You know, Spice Girls UK tour. I still have the T-shirt. No, just kidding. I with you. That you're full of surprises. Last last time we talked, one well, other time before you hated Dio, but now you've seen Spice. You guy, dude, man. I've been. Um, people have been mentioning me about Dio. I have they really? Yeah. We're going, to, we're going to discuss this. We're going to get to the top 500 here. We'll probably only have time once we Let's do Let's do the other thing another time. Let's talk about yeah. music, because it is a really quite strange top 10. It is. Now, tell me, what have they been saying to you about your Dio before we get going? Um, you know, just things like... Uh, one, please keep your comments coming. Love them. Yeah, one one guy wrote to me saying that um, he's a great singer. He yes. wrote good songs. Yes. Black, Label, uh, Black Sabbath was great with him in it. Yes. I think that was me. No. No, it wasn't me. He was like, I think I didn't like the rainbow the... kind of um, music, oh, but he called know. him a bit of a F-wit. Well, <laughs> and I don't know much about Dio to think that he's that, but this guy wouldn't come up with that for no reason, so there must be reason behind it. Yeah. Um, another fellow who I know um, has uh, tattoos So he wasn't off. talking about Richie Blackmore, because I heard he's a bit of a... No, tattoos on his uh, hand. Yeah. Holy Diver. Yeah. So he's a fan of Dio. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that I didn't like him. Like him. Did he, I'm surprised fan. he didn't come up to you and go, holy <laughs> diver, you know? I just 
for those listening, I just sort of pretended to punch Chris in the face with yeah. that. But if you're lucky enough to watch the video, you would have seen that spectacular moment. Yeah, it was very good, good movement. <laughs> Good motion. But, um, yeah, no, so just a few comments from people. It's not that we're arguing over it. Um, I, I never said he wasn't a good singer. And I never said he oh. didn't write great songs with Black Sabbath. Oh, and I didn't say that I didn't think any of the songs on Rainbow were good. Just, just I just don't like his singing. I'm not a big fan of what he's done. It's, no, 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 no. That's no, it. No, that, you just made it worse. You were almost getting out of that hole. No, no hole. You said, I'll dig myself in. Well, stay there, please. <laughs> right. I'll just, talk down to you in the hole. Not a fan. I'm going to yell at you, Chris. Chris! <laughs> 500 top songs here on Rolling Stone. <laughs> Which way do you want to go? 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? I think we should go 10 to 1. Okay, here we go. Number 10 is Outcast, Outcast. with Hey Ya. The greatest songs of all time. Outcast. 10. Hey Ya. Outcast. And Hey Ya. Hey Ya. Now. Like seriously, people. A fun song. Absolutely. A fun video. If that was a title, top 500 fun songs, Yeah, it should be 10, yeah. probably even higher. Fun video. Yep. Totally agree. Is it the 10th best song of all time? No. No. Even for me, and I'm not a big Outcast fan, but they got a song called Bombs, B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Kills Haya. Oh, really? Kills Haya anytime. Yep. The rapping that... Andre 3000 does on B.O.B. is phenomenal. Right. Real speedy and Outcast is a pop song. Yeah. It is. It's not anything special. Did it start a movement? This this is what I want to talk about. Is it influent is it influential now? This is this saying something about you and me and where we sit in the world of pop music at the moment. When we first discussed this topic mm. and we we both saw the top 10, we both yeah. said it must be a new generation of people voting. It seems that way, doesn't it? Because it's a whole different lineup to what we have always seen in the top 500 in mm. any magazine top mm. 10. Yep. This is just absurd to us. Now, it, is it because we're getting older? That's a good question. This, this is the discussion I, I suppose I want to have about this. You know, is this absurd to us because, you know, just because it's not full of the usual suspects, yep. that we're going, oh, these kids today don't know music, but they know. This is a new generation thing. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out where Outcast fits in in the music today. You know, it, I, I, I get it if Kanye West is influencing people. Yeah. Because like or hate Kanye, he's a phenomenal artist in my opinion. Hmm. His production, the way he comes up with the sounds on his albums, you think, where does he, where did he, get that from yeah what made him sit there in the studio and go and now we want to do this and now i want to put a choir here yep. you know if, if you hear something like kanye like ultra light beam that's phenomenal yeah and you hear it and you think where did that come from how does this guy do this yeah but outcast and hey as i said these guys those two guys in outcast very talented hmm. but all for me how hey was was just a fun pop song yeah just a fun one. Okay, so let's go into number nine. Fleetwood Mac Dreams. I think it deserves to be up there. Do you really? Oh, this but is an interesting one, yeah. Okay. My, my question about that is, if people in the new generation, like we're saying new generation, mm. are choosing these songs, mm. are they choosing this song here based off the TikTok video uh -huh. that went viral mm -hmm. and basically re-released the song for... Um, Stevie Nicks. It, and it went... And it, and it went viral again. It went not viral and it hit top five and it hit again top again. So year. is that the only reason they think this song is so good? Because it's a good song. And everyone, it should be the yeah. top 50 easily. I, I, I actually wouldn't even say top 50 because to me, look... You wouldn't Fleetwood say... Fleetwood Mac are a band that I grew to like as I got older. As I was younger, yep. they were... I didn't like them. They were too mellow. It was Same. too soft. But as I've gotten older... You learn to appreciate it. Right? I appreciate Fleetwood Mac, the songwriting, the craft behind the, the songwriting, yeah. and the playing. Yeah. You know, they're, this, they're, they were all terrific singers, songwriters, and players. Yeah. And their story is fantastic. Yeah. You know, but Dreams for me is like, it's just a song. But as you said, TikTok is where a lot of people are getting 
this generation now, this yeah. generation are getting themselves. So if that's their way to get into Fleetwood Mac, then that's not a bad thing. No, but does that mean that a generation now choosing songs off to top ten well, they because look, of what they hear now? Yeah. That's the only way I can think about this yeah. being in there. Because normally you would not put dreams with Outcast. Yeah, but also <laughs> for, look, it's a taste thing, I suppose. I personally like um, "Go Your Own Way." I think that's a yeah, fantastic yeah. song. Um, and but his dreams, yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird one, isn't I, it? I just don't think it really matters what song from Fleetwood. I just find if we're talking generational, yeah, they must be getting it from somewhere because that yes. generation who's choosing that cast would not normally choose a Fleetwood back song unless this happened on TikTok. Which we said did. before that it's not the Rolling Stone editors. It's they, 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 it's them as well as yeah. a whole bunch of other artists yeah. that they've taken it from, you know, and these, these are artists current to older artists and stuff mm. like that. So, yeah, that's interesting that you say that. So, look, the number eight one, Missy Elliott and Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Do you know the song, Chris? No. I've got to admit, I don't either. Okay, in, in all my time... Well, when I just hear Missy Elliott, and that's just probably me being, you know, the metalhead, whatever mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. For me, who I can appreciate good songs, but for me to hear Missy Elliott being top above Beatles or to be above um, other songs from you know bands like that, Rolling Stones, I find that quite strange. Oh, it's 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 a rap thing too. It's a hip hop thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she an influential hip female hip hop artist? I, I'm presuming I, she is. I'm supposed she is. Yeah. I I remember the song um, "If You Work It," which came out in two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. I did like her. I know, I know that song, yeah. Yeah. I, I quite liked her. I, yeah. I, I think she's very good. Um, I, I probably have heard Get Your Freak On. If you were to play for me, I think I can. I think it's coming to me now, and I think I, there's a sample in it, And but don't ask me to sing Get Your Freak On. I wouldn't anyway. You wouldn't? Well, I normally, you sing, normally you've heard me. Every off, off, off my Chris always says, how does that song go? How's it? No, I don't like it. I don't know if it's my singing or the song, but Chris goes, no, I don't like it. <laughs> Get your freak on. So, look, uh, yeah, this this is it. Is isn't she it? acting now in the new um, Fifty Cent Power? I don't know. I know she was ill for a long time. Okay. Yeah, she she she. Oh, that's she Mary was, J. Blige. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary J. Blige does a lot of acting now. Yeah, yeah. she's more pretty influential. I thought. Anyway, more she's a she's more into that R and B sound yeah. than say Missy Elliott with Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't comment really on this one because I don't I know, don't know the song. Um, I just find it uh, a weird song to be added into, not knowing the top ten. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, look, there's, there's a lot of female rap artists. Yeah, and look, in a way, maybe Chris and I are showing our age here a little bit, but I think the thing is, it's as you said, are, are we out of step now? Mm. You know, we 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 we're we the are, older parents hating our kids' music. Yeah, yeah, we're the older crunk, grumpy kids. <laughs> or, but is it now? Has it got to this point where for years it was all this, and now all of a sudden it's like the kids have gone. No, this music. Because this one thing I've always thought is that rock music. The reason why it was aging and getting older is because we weren't letting go. Yeah, we yeah. were sort of sitting there and saying, "This music is ours and it's the best, and don't ever change it because everything you like is crap." Yeah, and it's almost like the younger generations and they're saying no 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 your music's good because they do i think i said in the last episode how my kids like an old mondo rock song yeah yeah, yeah. my middle daughter loves elton john's i'm still standing okay loves that song yeah. plays it all the time loves that song yeah you know it's so they they like a lot of that mm-hmm. but they also they've got their own thing and they, they're finding the influence and i can't hate them for that no i mean We'll get into this because we're going to go right into. You get on some of the websites like news.com.au, which just really appeals to a baby boomer market, and they hate this. Yeah, yeah. Where's the Led Zeppelin? Where's it? And sometimes I'm I'm sitting there thinking, if there's, don't need Led Zeppelin anymore. If this is what they want, Mm. if this is where they are, they they're not looking at Led Zeppelin and saying that's great. That's not a bad thing. No, no. Yeah, but anyway, here we go. Number six, number seven. The Beatles and Strawberry Fields Forever. Okay. You've silence from you. Well, I'm not the biggest Beatles fan anyway, but I do like that song. It's a pretty catchy tune. It's a pretty good song. But... It was a pretty good song. Do you know it never went to number one? I st- yeah, really? Oh, it it was one of the few Beatles songs that never went. I can't remember what. It was some Engelbert Humperdinck song that stopped it from going to number <laughs> one. It's ridiculous. But I think 
knowing the catalogue of Beatles, there's probably better songs that could be on the top seven. <laughs> top seven. Well, over that song. All right, I, I get Strawberry Fields Forever. Okay, this is where I'm going to go with this one. Why it's probably up, up higher is because it's a psychedelic song. Mm-hmm. And somehow I can sort of see the whole psychedelic strawberry fields, the link to dance music, the original, some of the original dance music festivals were called strawberry fields. And, you know, I can see the sampling involved. With... You can actually visit strawberry fields in New York. Yes, you can. I've yeah. been there. It's not far from where he was, used to live. Yeah. Well, he was murdered where he was lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too. right. <laughs> now look, in, in the top 20, I Want to Hold Your Hand came in at number 15. Wow. For that, for me, is the Beatles song, because that, to me, is the one that started it. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 you, if you're looking at that ground zero, that, that point where you go, this is where the whole thing started, it's I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah. You know, the Beatles, <clears throat> pardon me, on the Ed Sullivan Show, singing that to America in 1964, yeah. changed everything. It did. And that should be pretty higher, I would have thought. Yeah, so I see that Strawberry Fields... I mean, you almost want to see the percentages. But yeah, I imagine with 500, you know... Any age bracket of people who and voted. The age, yeah, who voted. What was the, what was the, uh, what was the demographic there involved with that? Yeah. But yeah, um, look, I, I like it. It's a fine song. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a Beatles fan. Not right. like yourself. I am a Beatles fan. But it's not the one I would no. have picked. And okay. me, like I said, there's other ones I know of that which yeah. I would put above that one. Look, my favourite Beatles song is I Am The Walrus. <laughs> but, yeah, I know that's not going to be in the top. That, no, that's no. Just, just an oddity. And I love yeah, the song because yeah. it's so odd and yeah. it's so weird. And, I, and I, I love that one. But, okay, here we go. The, number six, Marvin Gaye and What's Going On. Now, Chris, be honest. You don't know this song, do you? You've never heard this song. I wouldn't say I've never heard it. I probably need to hear it to under, to know what it is, but I don't you know. You probably it. have heard it? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. It hasn't struck Until you. I hear it again. It hasn't entered into your consciousness. I, do. I know who Marvin Gaye is, but I just don't know that song. Okay, in my opinion, it's a fantastic song. Right. It is one of the best songs ever recorded. So people who vote for Outcast also listen to Marvin Gaye. Well, Marvin Gaye, this is <laughs> That's it. That's what Mar- I find is really The strange. problem with the whole Marvin Gaye thing is the lawsuits. Remember the Robin Thicke song? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Marvin Gaye's family. Is that the song you used for this? No. No, okay, right. But this is it. Marvin Gaye is there. It's in the People Know Who He Is. And still, it's a great song. came out in 1973 from the album of the same name. Mm -hmm. It's a song about... See, this is where we're getting... Obviously, it's an American list. You know, there's a lot of of America because I I haven't seen an Australian act yet. And honestly, I, I... I can't imagine an Australian song. I think the highest one is Back in Black. Oh, really? see that. Yeah, it's yep. in the top 100 somewhere. But that's the highest ranked Australian song. Okay. Back in Black. Friday it's out. in the top 100? Yeah. Okay. Top Friday on my mind. Come on. That's the better. That's the yeah, one, yeah. you know. But anyway. Back in Black. That's a great. generational thing too. That's one way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. So Marvin Gaye, what's going on? It's, it's very much a civil rights era song. You know, it's all about the world the world they live in and everything like that. Uh, I see it in the top 10. I, I couldn't, if it was in any top 10, I would never dispute that. Yep. All righty? So, I, I just agree with you. Oh, I have no idea, so. Oh, well, that'd be honest. Yep. That's what we're here for. Yep, exactly you know, right. That's what we're here. It's, it's an honest thing. And, you know, we, we all will learn. So here we go. But you'll see there's a theme going through the whole thing. Number five is Nirvana. Smells like teen spirit. Mm-hmm. No. That's like the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. Yeah, that's if same. anything started a revolution, it was it was that song. And it probably deserves to be in the top ten. And definitely I'm, I'm deserves to be in, with that. Yeah, especially if the kids are voting it, and this generation is voting it. That song's still around. That song's still ke- it's kicking. It's going to always count. Yeah, that song's still going to kick. So, not much we can say about like by that one. All right, number four. Now this was the former number one. Oh, was it really? Yes, this is the former number one. This is Bob Dylan and Like a Rolling Stone. Oh, there you go. Now, what are your thoughts? Do you know the song? I've probably heard it again, but I don't know. You will have heard like a Rolling Stone. It is a great song. It's a it's a great. I I think it is one of the great songs. I think Bob Dylan is definitely like the Beatles. It was the Bob Dylan and the Beatles in the sixties that that changed music. Very influential. It was the songwriting. Yeah, yeah. Both that was the big thing. The Beatles kind of showed that 
you could play your own instruments. You didn't have to be like, you could play your own instruments, not even that well. Because <laughs> to be honest, those early Beatles, they, they're making a racket. Who? The Beatles, those early, they're making I a... I meant by Bob Dylan. <laughs> he's making a racket. He plays out of tune, doesn't he? Oh, doesn't he? What? Oh, whole Bob Dylan... He calls was, it new tunings, but it's actually out of tune. It's just out of tune. The, I think the Beatles were lucky they were in tune at, at most of their time, but they sang good harmonies. But the thing is, yeah. the Beatles wrote their own songs, and Bob Dylan wrote his own songs yeah. too. And that was the, the catalyst. It made and he people, was so different. Oh, he was his voice of, and everything about him, his persona, everything about him was just... It's like, you know... Um, he was needed right there and then. Yeah, and it was something it was like something different to everything else that was going on. So it worked really well. And yeah, I I don't know the song, but I think Bob Dylan should be in the top ten no matter no matter, no matter what. what. Yeah, I, I think with Bob Dylan too, what I have always liked about Bob Dylan, which is something that confounds a lot of people, is his desire to always want to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's never sat back and gone. Well, I'm going to sing Rock a Rolling Stone exactly how I recorded it. Yep. When I go on a night, if I want to change the tuning of it, if I want to change the tempo, if I if I just want to change, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of people have said, they go to a Bob Dylan concert and they go, hang on, is he doing is, is he doing this like a Rolling Stone? Even his bandmates. Even like, his band. What's he doing today? Apparently he, he never talks to them. Oh, really? Yeah, Charlie Sexton has said, Bob never talks to us. They literally... Probably either have a set list or they just follow the Bob playing. Wow. They just follow. And if that's the case, they must be really good musicians. Oh, Charlie Sexton, man. He is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> to be able to just do that and follow yeah. someone who's not always in time. I know. But look, like a Rolling Stone, I've, I said to you once we were driving home, I think the album too that it came from, Highway 61 Revisited, yep. is one of the great rock records, purely because it sounds like a bunch of guys in a studio right. just bashing it out. Yep. And when you've got Dylan's masterful lyrics and arrangements mm. and the band are just literally, it does, it sounds like a bunch of guys in the studio, like apparently uh, the organ part on like a Rolling Stone. Um, I can't remember the artist's name who was doing it. He was well known though. He was making it up as he went along. Oh, really? Literally. Okay. Bob said, just play along what you think. So what I've, we said before about, yeah. that's where it kind of came from. When Bob Dylan went electric, it was not about structure or anything. It was just about get it out there yeah and he seemed to have that create that energy on stage i saw the good documentary oh it's, it's called a fictional documentary almost the rolling thunder tour he did in 70 in the 70s all right and he was getting all these people on stage like mick ronson from david bowie's band and all mm -hmm. other and they would join and they would just play right. i don't think they even knew what they were playing half the time <laughs> but they would just play yeah because bob was that sort of Where guy yeah so anyway all right we'll stick with that one number three Sam Cook, a change is going to come. Another blank stare from Chris. Okay. Chris is, oh, look, Chris, it's not a fault of yours. You're not up on the soul music. You're not up on your civil rights era stuff. Never. I don't know a lot of young people who would be up, but this no. says me a lot about American music at the moment and the American psyche mm -hmm. and American music fans. That this civil rights anthem from 1965, I, I'm going to guess. Yeah, that would make sense then, with all of yeah. what's going on. That's, yes, yeah. and they'll say a lot about the top three that's going on here. Yeah. Th this is definitely, for now, but it's so of its time. Yeah, when you look at the top three, yeah. Sam being the first, mm. you can see that kind of like um, link. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's definitely this link. Now I'm talking it out. I can see this link that's, that's going on here. Because number two, it goes... All the way to 1989, and public enemies fight the, fight power. the power. Now, I'm a public enemy fan, and Fight the Power is one of the great rap songs of all time. Yeah. And it's certainly, but as a white guy, it shouldn't affect me as much as it does. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I, I think it's great. I think they were one of the first hip-hop acts to really kind of say, Something about America. Well, you were saying, though, before hip-hop, they were um, uh, punk? No, no, it was Beastie Boys we were talking about. Oh, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, yeah, yeah. the public enemy. No, no, Chuck D and Flavor Flav. Oh, yeah, with the big clock. Yep. Yeah, boy. Sorry. I just love the way you stood <laughs> That's there. Right. The big clock. You know, and like, it was, it was the theme song to the Spike Lee film, Do the Right Thing, which is a fantastic film in its own way, and it just goes to show that things haven't changed a lot in America. And mm. you can really... 
I'm starting to see this whole connection that people either want change, and then because the number one is Aretha Franklin's Respect, mm-hmm. a terrific song. Yeah. Is it the greatest song of all time, Chris? No chance. I don't think so. Nah. But they think it is. Yeah. They got, it got enough votes. To be number one. I would like to know what... Songs. I would like to know what the percentage was. Mm. How much editorial, you know, influence was there yeah. on this one. And it again, does I'd seem, like to know the age bracket of yeah. the majority of voters. But it does seem to me, too, that the top three it is indicating something about yeah, yeah, yeah. civil rights songs, fight the power. women, fight the power, black women especially. Now, look, a lot of people have accused this list of the woke thing. Yeah. I will not buy into the woke argument. This show is not about that, Chris. We are not going to buy into that in any way. I mean, we will often sometimes say that, you know, things change. And there is. The world's changing. Mm-hmm. Attitudes Absolutely. have changed. And it's definitely showed in this top 10. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, all up, we've, we've talked about it. I felt talking about it here, it's given me a little understanding. Yeah, I think when you, when you pinpointed the fact that these three songs are about that, I can probably understand those three being in there, mm. but I still don't understand how you can get, if it is a generational thing and they're voting, mm. how you get Hey Yeah or Hey Ya hey yeah. to, to respect. Yeah, where, you know what what's mean? the connection? Where's the hey connection from that for, um, yeah. I understand the, the Fleetwood Mac dreams because mm-hmm. that was a TikTok thing, so generational. Yep. I can understand why that would all of a sudden become a, a song that people would choose. Mm-hmm. Um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, I'd, yeah, understand. Strawberry Fields, eh, I don't understand. I'm not that really, one I don't know about that. would be the first choice of their songs. You you would think, because of the um, what's going on with the world, you'd think that Imagine from John Lennon would be in there instead of the Beatles song. Well, Imagine came in at number 19. Right. So for me, that's too far down. If that's if you're going those top three in that link, mm-hmm. then you'd think that Imagine would be number four or up there as well because it's mm. the same kind of like um, storyline. I just think Imagine's a very boring song. <laughs> I do. I'm so, How many times have you heard Imagine? Too many. Yeah, it's like when people say, oh, why isn't Stairway to Heaven there? Really? Yeah, do you really need to listen to Stairway to Or have you listened to Stairway to Heaven recently? The best part of that song is when the electric guitar and the drums kick in and Jimmy's solo and John Bonham's drumming. Superb no, and the, sublime. The best part of that song is when it finishes. No, no, that bit. That bit, the whole, that guitar, that bit. John Bonham, oh yeah. I, That's the only reason. The only version I listened to would be the Guns N' Roses version. What? And I don't like it. Uh, didn't a Mastodon do a version of it? Did they? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, it's not too bad. I, I actually enjoyed the Mastodon version. Okay, have you heard a new yeah. song? Yeah, I'm not sure about it yet. Oh, I love it. I'll have to, we'll have to give that a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. Another day. Another day, yeah, but I, I, I've listened to it once, and i got to admit, it didn't sort of pull me in the way some of the other Mastodon songs have. All right, well, I'm just going to quickly go through the 20. So 11 is The Beach Boys, God Only Knows, a beautiful song from um, Pet Sounds, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a great song. Stevie Wonder Superstition at number 12. I yep. love that song. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. No. It's a great song. Um, the Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter at 13. One of my favorite Rolling Stones songs. I'm glad it's not I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. If I don't hear that song again, you know. <laughs> Gimme Shelter so much better. All right. Okay, The Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. Love mm-hmm. that song. Beautiful song. The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand, came in at 15. That was the one I said that should have Should been, be up. Should be up there. Yeah. Number 60, Beyonce and Jay-Z, Crazy in Love. Yeah, that nah. spells conspiracy <laughs> to me. They are the Illuminati. They are paying someone. Somebody. It's a good song, but come on. Number 16. Number 17, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Generational thing, the movie. Yeah, it could be. Oh, that movie was huge, man. Yeah, it was. That movie was absolutely huge. So, yep. And people went, oh, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. But I'm thinking, well, the 18s are interesting. You do realise that Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody is nonsense. In what way? Just the whole thing's nonsense. Oh. Lyrically, everything. It's overblown. Yeah, it's very weird. You listen to it, you, you really even now, you just go, it is overblown nonsense. Yeah. You know? It's very strange lyrically, but musically it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. And it's the... Um, Apparently the hard guitar solo part is the slow one at the before the opera bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they reckon that. that's a very difficult guitar solo to play. So, you know, always tape a hat off the Queen. Musically, great band, you know. Prince, Purple Rain. 
Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love that song. There's not much Prince I don't like. No. He's good. He's good. I, I, I think mm. it could have been Dove's Cry, to be honest, as well. Dove's Cry had more of an impact. Mm. That's what I think is an interesting one. I mean, yeah. Purple Rain is probably a song that has lasted. Yeah. And it, it has that beautiful, emotional guitar solo. Yeah. Do you know he was actually wanting to write a song similar to Bob Seger? That's what he was trying to write, a Bob Seger oh, this song. song. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah, Bob. I love Bob Seger. And Bob used to do those big, epic ballads, mm-hmm. you know, um, the one Metallica covered. What's the one? Turn the page. Turn the page, yeah. Yeah, things like that. And apparently what it was was he was touring America at the same time as Prince at one stage. Mm-hmm. And Prince wanted to know, well, what is it about Bob Seger? What's he got? That was Prince. Give it to Prince. Yep. Went and listened and went, aha, I'm going to write a Bob Seger song. Oh. So there you go. And that guitar solo at the end. It's just beautiful, isn't it? Mm, yeah. John Lennon Imagine at number 19. Well, you know, it's lyrically, it's, it's always going to be pertinent, but it's never going to happen. What? Imagine. Imagine there's no countries and imagine, you know. Oh. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You mean peace? Never going to happen, dude. Never. And last, number 20, is Robin in Dancing on My Own. If I had a cricket sound effect, I'd put it there. This is a dance song. That's all it is. It's a dance song. I don't even think it's the best dance song out there. You don't? No. 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 I don't know. I I mean, I I like some dance music. I I, I like DJing and all that sort of stuff. And I find that one, Sam Smith covered it. And he made it a real, well, not him, someone else did a ballad of it. Oh, really? That's a dance song. That's all that is. Hmm. And if you're looking at dance music, well, I wouldn't be putting... Robin. No. So it's a generational thing, isn't it? It has to be. The dance music crossover for me was Prodigy. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the... Prodigy's Firestarter... Yeah, that was... was the one that kind of... Pretty ma- huge. Very influential. Hugely influential. Yeah. Hugely influential. So, yeah. So, Chris, there it is. So, are we tired old men? Um, looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a duck, sounds like a duck. <laughs> I'll tell you... <laughs> I think next year's Rolling Stone <clears throat> Top 500 would tell us a lot more about if it is a generational thing, mm-hmm. if next year's is similar to this. Yeah. Probably not next year's, but the next one. You know, I think they do it every four or five years or something. Oh, like do they? That. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that, that, well, whatever that, it is. I think the next one will show us, because I, I think I said before, TikTok's obviously influential. Mm. These things, you know, who knows what's going to be happening in the next four years with that kind of with social media, so those songs mm. that come out now in the future will probably be in there the next time. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see the next one. If it's just four years away, then. Because it's, it's so radically different from the last one. Yeah. I mean, I used to always get Rolling Stone when I used to buy the magazine. Mm-hmm. I look, a lot of people do accuse it of being out of touch. Yeah. So is this Rolling Stone's way of saying, no, we're still here, we're still... Yeah. We're still relevant. We're still pertinent to people and everything like that. I, I, yeah, look, I don't hate it. I just... I don't hate it. I no. think hate's a strong word for it. I think... Some people are hating it. I'm just surprised by it. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't understand why some... The choices seems too varied. If, any, if anyone there knows can tell me... I mean, as I said, I like Outcast. Yeah, so... But, but, but hey, yeah. Where, why Haya? Why, why you think Haya is because this is, I would like to know what some people's, and I don't want to hear people say, Oh, we want it's crap, and we want, I want, you know, yeah. give us a discussion, tell us, and also write your top 10 yeah. songs or what you think should have been there over some other ones, you know, yeah, just give us an idea of what you think. Because I'm, I would, I would always look at one of those things as when you first heard a particular song, it made you go, Oh, yeah. That yep. changed my life. Yep. That made me, that made me sort of change the way I am. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I did ask you, Chris, mm-hmm. if you could come up with your three or five favourite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. I hope I'm not going to put you on. <laughs> if I put you on the spot, you say, and we won't go. But is there a song there that changed you? That you heard that and you went, "That's." I'll give you my top three. Okay. Because um, time-wise, we got... Yeah, I know. <laughs> time-wise, who knows? <laughs> Top three. My favourite song of all time. Yeah. And is a Van Halen song. 
hence why I'm worrying about Harlan Ah, Shepard, right, yeah, yeah. Called Dreams off the 5150 album. That is your favourite song of all time. Mm-hmm. Right, eh? Um, if I listen to it now, mm-hmm. I'll bore my eyes out. Wow, wow. Because it's always been very emotional for me, but now Eddie's passed away. Yeah. I could not listen to it now. I have not listened to it yet. But when I saw... I'm going to play it right now. <laughs> This is a man who doesn't show. He's a very, Chris is a very stoic person, so it's like... This when I a, saw... I went to Mexico for Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo birthday bash. Every yep. He has it every year. Yep. He plays four concerts in October. I went mm. down there for my 40th, and I saw him play that song acoustically with Michael Anthony. Oh, right. And it was very emotional for me. Wow. So once he passed... When, once Eddie passed away, I haven't listened to the song. <clears throat> that's interesting that it affects you in that way yeah always has well, it hasn't always made me upset but it will down it just has sure. it just has that it thing, has that thing this thing in that song that yep. really get, that's interesting because it it is a taste isn't it it is it's a matter of taste because there'll be people out there go oh it's not even Van Halen's best song it doesn't it's matter not, if it's, it's Van Halen's best song yeah because numbers if I if I gave you top 10 I think number 9 for me or number 8 would have been the song 5150 off the same titled track off the album 5150 Okay. And it's a great song musically. It's way better, but just emotionally, that song "Dreams" is just just a killer. Mm. Um, and I, when I was discussing this, when I was thinking about the songs to to come up with, mm. I always knew "Dreams" would be number one. But um, I just I asked you, you know, because you get start you start thinking emotionally this song here but mm. then also genre wise depending on what mood you're in yep. is what top three you know so it was really hard for me to narrow it down to the top three but mm. yeah dreams is number one number two because of time constraints number two is one by metallica mm-hmm. of the justice for all album yep that song changed my life ah right okay this that is... was the first video clip they ever did yep i was watching Rage. that was that was what well, you watched that in the middle of the night on rage yep yeah did you sleep after it no, I watched it over and over again. I used to record. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I used to make the phone call, the phone box, find out what the playlist was going to be on, on Rage. Oh, right. Go back home and then stay up if it was a metal night. Yeah. Set the, the recorder, the video recorder to zero, zero, zero because it wasn't digital. Mm-hmm. Press the counter, press record, listen to a song. If I liked it, keep it, press record, uh, reset it again. Or if I didn't like it, I'd go back to zero, 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 zero and recate. Record the next song. You must have had some worn-out tapes. And I've got I've got a ball still now. Wow! And then one night I was watching the song and it was one, and I just I sat there just dumbfounded by them. I heard of Metallica, but I didn't really mm. didn't visually see them because mm. this this is their very first video clip. So one mm. changed my life when it came to um, music and Metallica and just metal and the melodic side of music and not just heavy all the way through. And the yep. it was just brilliant. Plus they used the video footage of um that uh. Johnny Get Your Gun. Johnny Get Your Gun, mm-hmm. which was just so impactful for that song. It was really, really good. Mm. And then number three, um, Metallica, Master Puppets album, the song Orion. The instrumental. The instrumental. Okay. Why the instrumental so it's, much? When it goes to the slow part halfway yep. through and the guitar comes back in, Yep. I still think to this day that piece of guitar playing is one of the best written pieces of music ever written. Wow. And I, I love it. I just love that music. Wow. So, yeah. Chris, I love that. Love my top three. I, That's love, my top I three. like that. I like your top three. It, it, it really is emotional. But we're going to quit it here. Now, I'm going to give you mine next episode. Because next episode, I want to talk about not so much top three, because you said, can we only have, does it only have to be three? <laughs> we already discussed the five, the five, you know, the top ten. Yeah, yeah. I think we could probably come up with 10 because I liked when you told me about um, the Van Halen one, Dreams. Oh, yeah. if, if I could give you one, my number one is Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. Ooh, love it. It's my favourite song. And there's so many different versions, but there's a particular live version mm-hmm. where David Gilmore's guitar solo just flies. Is it a Pulse? Yeah, the Pulse version. Oh, my goodness. The Pulse version. Gilmore's solo is just... It's, it's, it's otherworldly. Yeah. The, the guy was, you know, for a guy who just did predominantly blues licks, mm. it's this beautiful guitar solo. Yeah. Even on the recorded version, on I just try to get any version I can yeah. of this particular song, especially if Gilmore's playing it. Yeah. 
you know, it was always that one thing I, when the wall, Roger Waters brought the wall around and he, at London, David Gilmore played the solo. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's right. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be good? But I knew it wouldn't happen. He wouldn't come here. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't happen. But the, there's an emotional thing too. It's this whole um, connection to it because it probably doesn't affect me in the same way. I, I still feel when I listen to it that I'm soaring. You know, if I, when I saw Pink Floyd live in 88 and I saw Roger Waters doing the wall and he had the soloist and he did a great job. Yeah. Um, the guy who played it. I, I close my eyes. I, I, I'm in another place. Yeah. And I go somewhere. But the connection for the song for me was I'm a 17 year old and I just got my heart broken for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you, I, you know, you're sitting there and you're sitting in your room and you're staring at the floor, mm. you know, and you're wondering if the floor could open up and suck you in, but it won't. But you just keep staring at the floor, just hoping that it will. Yep. And Comfortably Numb came on the radio. And You're there was right. a line in the song that said, um, the child has grown, the dream is gone. You're right. And to me, that was like, I felt like I was no longer a kid anymore. Mm. This was... This is adulthood now. This is what it's like to be growing up. And even though the song's not about that, yep. it was that line that just made me think, yeah, you know, I mean, literally the song's about something else. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, and yep. feeling comfortably numb was like how I felt. I felt numb. Yep. I'm a 17-year-old. I'm an emotional 17-year-old. Yep. What's your number two, though, quickly? Oh, quickly. Uh, it is David Bowie's Heroes. Oh, wow. Another one. There you go. just takes me. It's... When the time he gets to that final chorus, and there's this wonderful video on YouTube of the producer of the song, Tony Visconti, going through it piece by piece, how they break Robert Fripp's guitar parts, Brian Eno's keyboard bits. And it's, even now I'm getting the chill up my spine <laughs> thinking about heroes. David Bowie's heroes, just really, yeah, another one. Just an emotional song for me. And I love, he's brought out versions in French and in German. Oh, well. And they're great to listen to. The German version is wonderful. But he gives it every bit. It's one of Bowie's finest moments. I, I'm, a, I'm a Bowie fan. I loved him. But, you know, it's like Heroes is this moment where he was like, he he cannot be touched. Yep. That is why he is one of the greatest artists. You can look yep. at Ziggy Stardust and all the other stuff. Anyone says to me, oh, you know, their favorite Bowie songs, Let's Dance. It's a fine song. It's a great song. Mm. But for me, it's like, no, Heroes. Yeah, That's where emotion comes into so much when mm. you're choosing your top songs. Yeah. Because, um... I have in my top 10 some Belinda Carlisle songs. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. But they are brilliant songs and there's reasons behind that as well. And also Janet Jackson's songs, there's reasons behind that. Pink, there's, you know, Dream Theater songs. See, but there we go. I think They're all just in motion. They're all based on where you were at the time when you first heard it, like you just said. Mm. And that's what creates that kind of like connection with that song. Yeah. Which you're always, no matter how old you get, you're always going to have that one connection to that song that's going to keep you as in your favourite song. What's your number three quickly? Number three quickly is um, Dent, uh, Racing in the Street by Bruce Springsteen. Right. Bruce Springsteen. You're a huge Bruce fan. I love Bruce Springsteen. I love Bruce Springsteen. And Racing in the Street, I remember seeing when I saw him first and he played it live and I, I didn't even know the song. Right. I thought it was going to be this big, fast... I, heard, I knew what, I, it was a song called Racing in the Street. It's probably one of Bruce's big yep. anthems. And it was this beautiful soul song it starts slow and it has this beautiful piano and organ i love the outro see yeah yep. beautiful piano and out that just re rose and took you to a place and yep. it, it's really good on the album darkness on the edge of town but on the live album he brought out live 75 to 85 there's a big eight nine minute version and it's just it's what he did on that tour. Yep. Sublime. He's done it since. Every time I've seen Springsteen since, he's never played it. And I'm like, come <laughs> on. Play Racing in the Street. It's yeah, my yeah. favorite song. But he changes the lyrics now. Oh, really? Yeah, he does. Because the song is not a, it's about what I loved about Bruce Springsteen. Oh, we could, we, we could go on here. Is I always felt lyrically, I think, He's an amazing showman and he's, he's a great songwriter. Lyrically, he's always been that guy that you can sort of relate where you are in your life with him. Like he brought out Racing in the Street when he was 28. When you start to ask questions about your life and things like that and where you think your life is going and have, is everything turning out the way you expect? Because that's a lot of Springsteen's thing. Mm. Is everything going the way you wanted it to go? Is everything 
happening for you, you know, everyone says he's working class thing. It's a, just a struggle. He yeah. understands human struggle. He yeah. understands human joy, what makes people happy. He understands what makes people sad. And he's able to put it in his music. And he can be triumphant and it can be despairing and he does it all, you know? And yeah, we could talk more about this because I really yeah. do see that we have run out of time. Oh, we've gone over time now. Christy, yep. the, the other program coming in here, they're going to be knocking on the door. Yep. So I think next step, let's come up with, we'll just go through our songs that changed out because obviously there's more. Oh, absolutely. And people, Heaps. yeah. And hopefully it's, it's an episode you guys can relate to as well, you know? Yeah, so just comment with your favorite songs. Please, please, And we'll listen please. to them if we don't know them. I'll listen to them. Yeah, we will. I will, yeah. Anyway, don't forget, subscribe, like, everything. YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, and others and, and Instagram Instagram Facebook Facebook tell your friends tell your friends tell people Please you don't even like YouTube. just shout in their face the music bar podcast and shake them around steal their phone and go on their yeah. accounts and subscribe for that's us that's right you know <laughs> so yeah thank you very much for listening see ya Bye.